0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, Dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host John June, and of course, I got my guy, my co-host with me, Greg Peniman. Greg, what is good? Are you ready for Ooh. Thursday Night Football?
1: Man, you already know I'm ready for Thursday Night Football. I was just talking about it before the air. Like I was watching the the you know the Lakers game last night, and they're saying you know game this new in the game five should be you know sooner start. We got the Chiefs Texans coming up. Like we got to worry about that, man. So many storylines, <laughs> like. Oh, man, it's gonna be crazy fans, No fans, I don't care. I'm ready for football
0: oh, absolutely man and if as if you have not been or have not heard to one one of our breakdowns again, welcome uh, all the new listeners that we have. welcome back all the the loyal listeners that we have um if you' not heard one of our breakdowns, we are going to get into the total the spread uh who we think is gonna win. All the little fantasy nuggets that we think will will come as a result of this game. So you're going to get all of it. Um, but before we do any of that, <clears throat> let's just jump into some quick news because obviously Greg and I were away. Uh, Greg, you enjoyed your Labor Day weekend, right?
1: Yes, sir. Definitely. In Philly, f- traveling with love. You know, I got to see some couple friends, ate great food, chill with great people. Man, it was dope.
0: Yeah, and we had an awesome time in Salem, Massachusetts. Uh, ate a lot of food, drank a lot of. Uh, maybe alcoholic beverages mm-hmm. um, but <clears throat> took a took a break but now we're here we're ready to grind for the next 17 weeks you got we got you guys covered even for you uh i don't want to call you losers but you know people that play in week 17 leagues um yeah we we got you we got you guys covered yeah, as well i know I <laughs> about that.
1: I, i'm still stuck in one i found my way in one i requested to I'm like please can we just do this like i check my league sentence for every league i'm in now and I, like he, they still didn't want to do it like he said if you're you know you can find those people but it's cool you know i'm gonna I'm, 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 I'm work it out oh okay so
0: that means greg has got extra incentive because last year we came with the hits and we weren't even playing week 17 i
1: know crazy so yeah I, we i got you covered week 17 i got
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> all right man let's let's just jump into this news Adrian Peterson of the Washington football team, the running back, Adrian Peterson, was released by the Washington football team uh, last Friday. And so this opens up the door a a smidge more, uh, maybe potentially more than that, for rookie running back, third-round pick uh, Antonio Gibson. So, Greg, where are you at with this? What is your reaction to this news?
1: Uh, Yeah, so I remember when we were talking about AP uh, after the uh, Darius Geist news, we're Saying you know they're probably going to rely on him a little bit to start. Um, he's a veteran running back. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets you know 10 to 15 carries a game, but now that opens up that 10 to 50. You know, I think all the to Antonio Gibson. You know, he, he's a guy coming in, he's looking good in camp. Uh, I believe you know Antonio Gibson steps into that role. His projection numbers have been going up with all these leagues. Uh, we we saw that and you know, kind of his intrigue. Uh, as far as a guy that could be baking with AP, but now without him, I think he could step in uh, and be a solid, you know, RB two to you know, uh, and uh, for for people out there in good matchups.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, there's still J.D. McKissick on this roster, Peyton Barber, Bryce Love, but you know, AP told the you know he basically described how the coaching staff and the front office view Antonio Gibson. Uh, he said. This is who they drafted him to be. Uh, that's what he told G- uh, Jacina Anderson of ESPN in regards to the coaching staff wanting uh, a quote-unquote every down back. So I think Gibson, somebody I'm comfortable taking in the fifth round of drafts now. Uh, if you were on his on the, the hype train before that, I know that we had brought him up uh, plenty of times yep, before yep. that here. But if you were getting him in the eighth, ninth, 10th round at those times um sometimes even earlier depending on when you were drafting um if you were able to get him you know maybe you don't need to necessarily rely on him and maybe this first week maybe you want to see how that role goes but you know if you're drafting today i think greg if you're drafting today i mean you're taking him as an rb two, right oh
1: yeah absolutely i'm i'm taking him with the expectation he can get close to 200 touches for the year and uh, yeah that's 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 good volume right there and and, you know, he's a talented back. So, yeah, I, I, I got him in a couple leagues. We got him in our Siemens B. Uh, yeah, I'm happy.
0: Yeah, I mean, in in um, in um regards to his role, I mean, we obviously know that, you know, coming from Memphis, he was a, a hybrid player, running back, wide receiver. um, You know, so he has this pass-catching ability, you yep. know, this pass-catching upside. Obviously, J.D. JD McKissick, uh, he is able to play that role as well. But Antonio Gibson has this upside to him, so you know he's got this steady floor there. You know, and, and no matter what league you're in, a running back reception is is worth more fantasy points than a, than a running back carry. So, um, you know, I I think Gibson has this built in upside. You know, from a pass catching standpoint, and he you know at six foot, two hundred and thirty pounds, if he can take on this this you know first and second down role, you've got a three down back. And granted, maybe it's not for a good offense, but or a good team per se. But you know, if it's if it's just him and Terry McLaurin, like, why not?
1: Yeah, sign me up, especially if they're gonna be down in games. And you said that pass catching ability, he can you know, he could be game script independent, which is beautiful for any type of running back that uh yeah, could be able to catch passes in games that Washington will be down in and that, that will be a lot. So it should be good.
0: Yeah, all right, so moving on, Um, Adrian Peterson, like we said, he was released by the Washington football team, and now he ends up signing with the Detroit Lions, making a backfield which was a little bit hazy uh, to begin with, now a a complete and total mess. So, uh, Greg, I mean, I think the only player I have any real interest in is DeAndre Swift still. uh, You know, he's currently injured with a hip, but, you know, him being the second-round pick of this team, you know, I, and having this, you know, this pass catching upside, I think if you have the roster spot to spare, I think you hold on to him or, you know, um, but, I, you know, if, if you if you're faced with some tough decisions, I think, you know, then he's somebody that you can obviously step away from. But I, I wouldn't come at this point. Um, Greg, where are you at with this backfield? Do you want any part of it? Are you interested in all at, Are you interested at all in any of it?
1: Uh, so I had a little bit of intrigue and carry on knee Johnson late um (laughs) but now yeah with ap i think if you can get deandre swift at a good value late uh, i would he could be a stash because he he's probably the one that you know has pass catching ability which is you know at that gives you a floor in games that detroit is is winning or losing in so i think he could end up being the most safest uh, running back of the the three um throughout the year um so yeah deandre swift is the only one that honestly yeah I agree with you stash maybe later in the season intrigue.
0: Yeah. Or maybe, you know, as we, we get reports of his health and and we can kind of just, you know, monitor the situation or maybe other owners get frustrated, you know, and we're out to a three and oh, you know, three and one start. We can, you know, maybe pick him up and start to make those moves. Um, Another guy who's a potential stash, especially if you have an IR spot that is running back Damian Harris, who, uh, uh, was having a really good camp with the new england patriots uh he was supposedly looking explosive and his route tree was developing and he was developing as a pass catcher um but he ends up on ir with a pinky injury and he's expected to sit out at least three weeks so greg where are you at with Damian harris uh
1: yeah ir spot i'm agreeing with you on that uh other than that um. He, yeah, I'm hoping that he's prior. I wouldn't have drafted him prior in leagues now uh, unless it's like with the last pick or if, if he's there. Um, but other than that, he could be a guy that can come in and, and step in. I w- I'm not touching the Patriots really running back situation outside of James White uh, coming into it, really. So I'm not as hype. Uh, maybe if he you know comes back as he's getting closer to his uh, injury reports being more positive, he could, could be a popular waiver at uh if he's now in people's IR spot.
0: Yeah, I mean I think if you are in a in a league like, like the one we're in, in in Siemens B where our benches and our starting lineups aren't that deep. Um <clears throat> you know, so we, we you know we can't afford to hold on to him. But if you are in a deeper league um, you know, like like Siemens A for example or the League of Extraordinary People, um you know, I, I mean granted I have an IR spot, but in a league like that where it's probably deeper uh, maybe less running backs, and maybe he's a guy that you that you would stash. But um, another guy who's dealing with an injury, hopefully not anything that ends up with him being on IR. Uh, Mike Evans has a hamstring injury, and so obviously this is not only important because the Bucks have a game on Sunday, but also because a hamstring is what ended Mike Evans' season last year. Uh, Arians said that the Bucks are going to quote unquote take it to the wire. So, Greg, are you concerned at all about Mike Evans and this hamstring injury?
1: Uh, I'm concerned about any of these players that you know are getting these soft tissue injuries. Um, it's is this is what it is going to be all year. I've been saying it. Um, we've been saying it a lot. Uh, I, it could be you know stuff that lingers um, from week to week, and it's just something we have to be be ready for. Um, yeah, like Mike Evans is a tough player. He he plays through injuries a lot, so uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's you know, able to play week one and plays with it throughout the year. Uh, I, I don't he he might be affected a little bit by it, but I still trust that he can put up great fantasy numbers with, with the injury. But uh Scotty Miller got, got added in a lot of leagues, so uh he could be uh, intriguing if he doesn't go.
0: Yeah, um that's definitely a good point with with Scotty Miller. He's definitely somebody that I think um you know, has some intrigue. Tom Brady's talked talked him up quite a bit mm-hmm. uh throughout the Bucks training camp uh so he's definitely somebody that I think you know we always talk about you know players right you know you don't think don't always think necessarily like who's the backup coming in you know who's coming in to fill that role and in this instance you know Mike Evans is the deep deep threat for this team but Scotty Miller also you know uh also poses as a deep threat so not only is he filling the position potentially but also the role as well so um if mike evans does miss any time then you know he's definitely somebody i'd be interested in but you know hamstring injury for for a guy whose job is to run run, run down the field really really fast like 50 60 times a game um that's definitely something that's going to be tough uh you know I, as an as a manager i'd almost rather that he 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 sits out than try to play through it because you know, I want him to be fully healthy and no setbacks with it.
1: That's true. Yeah, don't you'd, you'd rather him sit out a couple of weeks, be 100% than go and have the dreadful <laughs> out second quarter <laughs> alert. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans exactly. in the tent. <laughs> <laughs> the end of tent news, man, It's the worst.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, all right, so the the other news item is that you know, the Vikings, obviously, we were both high on them after they, they made the trade for Yannick and Gakwe, but they've now lost star defensive end Daniel Hunter to the injured reserve list, according to Roto World. So, uh, Greg, does this downgrade the, the Vikings' defense for you at all?
1: Um, Not too much because, I mean, they, they've dealt with, you know, injuries the last couple of years, and I've always had a a good overall defense. Um, So I'm not too hesitant. I still think they were, you know, a good defense to... To draft if you're gonna go ahead and do that um and have all season, um so I'm not I'm not too worried.
0: Yeah, I mean I I, I am a little bit concerned just because you know you you are missing neil Hunter who who's you know arguably one of the the top pass rushers in the entire NFL. Yeah. Um, you know had 14 and a half sacks each of the last two years. Um, <clears throat> and then they obviously I mean they they don't have Everson Griffin who was you know, a, a contributor in that department as well. Last year, he ends up signing with the Dallas Cowboys as a free agent. Obviously, Yannick Ngakwe comes back. But uh, for me, the intrigue was mainly about the pairing of these two pass rushers. And if you can't pair them, um, you know, the Vikings weren't very great last year. Obviously, they made changes in the secondary. Um, you know, the linebacker position, you obviously know, is going to be solid between uh, um uh, Eric Kendricks and as well as Anthony Barr. Yep. So, um, you know that I'm not necessarily concerned about, but you know it, it, those those sacks is what you know leads to turnovers and interceptions, sack fumbles, and you know thus get get you fantasy points. So, um, that's kind of just. I mean, I think they're still a worthwhile add. You know, I just kind of you know, maybe interested in in some other defenses that are are available, which we'll get to later. So um, Deshaun Watson signs a four-year, $160 million deal with the Houston Texans. That is the second largest contract in NFL history behind his uh, Kansas City counterpart in tomorrow night's game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes who obviously has the $503 million deal. Mm -hmm. Greg, what is your reaction to this? Wonderful oh. news for Deshaun Watson.
1: Oh, man, it's great. You know, I was just the other <laughs> episode saying he's the most under uh, appreciated player in the game. But uh, this money shows that he's getting really appreciated right now by his franchise, which is that really all that matters. But uh, I'm happy about him. I'm happy about any player getting his money in the league that deserves it. And because he plays well and he carries his team at times. And he's going to continue to do that this year. His former teammate Oval, also got paid, too. Woo! Let's go. D-Hop, too.
0: Oh yeah, DeAndre Hopkins also did get paid. Uh, you know, got a, a, a massive two-year, fifty-four and a half million dollar extension added to his deal, which now makes it a four-year deal. Mm. Um, but like you said, Deshaun Watson <clears throat> ends up with this well-deserved four-year, hundred sixty million dollar deal, um, and you know he's gonna be—he's gonna hit free agency again, uh, or, or he'll be up for free agency again in, in twenty twenty-five. So. Um, he he'll actually be able to cash in again. Uh, the 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 team I think hurt this hurts the most actually is the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> cause Dak's price just went up.
1: Yeah, Dak's price goes up for every every <laughs> uh, contract of a quarterback. Cause he asked for forty last year, and he uh, he might get close to that. I think I still thought he was gonna get be a thirties number, um, but it, the price is getting close to that forty now. It's actually becoming realistic.
0: <laughs> yeah I mean Deshaun just signed for 40 so I don't see any reason why Dak if he goes out and has the kind of year that a lot of people are expecting that he'll have um, you know many amongst us are, are expecting him to have yep. um then you know he should command that money I don't see why not so um one of Deshaun Watson's teammates you know we talked about uh DeAndre Hopkins heading out to Arizona. Well, he got a new teammate here in 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 Houston and Brandon Cooks who's going to be questionable. He or he's listed as questionable with this quad injury for tomorrow night's game. Greg, where are you at with uh with Mr. Brandon Cooks here?
1: Um I this is a must monitor right now. This is uh not a good situation. Again, a, a quad injury. Um Brandon Cooks, you know, he's dealt with also injuries throughout his career, but he's he's also you know played through some a lot. Um I would Be heavily monitoring on this. If I had to bet on it, I don't think he's probably going to go. So be ready uh, to add guys like a guy like Randall Cobb, basically. I think that really upgrades him and his usage a lot if Brandon Cooks can't go.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree there. And, um, you know, that being said, man, let's just jump right into this matchup, man. We've got, you know, our our Thursday night breakdown now. And make sure you stick around after this because we're going to get into our streams of the week. Um but, you know, Kansas City Chiefs, nine-and-a-half-point favorites at home in Arrowhead. The Super Bowl defending champions take on the Houston Texans, who are nine-and-a-half-point underdogs, obviously, in this 54.5 over-under. These teams faced off in the AFC Divisional Round last year and scored a combined 82 points, with the Chiefs Ooh. scoring 51 of those <laughs> points Um and those, you know, most of those points coming after the Houston Texans took a 20, you know, all of those points coming after the Houston Texans took a 24 to nothing lead against the Houston Texans. So, Greg, uh, where are you at with this game? Who are you picking? How do you see it breaking down? Fantasy Nuggets, I want it all, man. What's up,
1: man? That that game was. You just remind me of that game last year. How emotional <laughs> that game was just for me in general, and I can imagine how it was for the the people uh, in, in Kansas City and that and the the Ch- Kansas City Chiefs. Oh man! But this game, focusing on 2020, I got the over on the game. I got the Houston Texans covering, but I got the Kansas City Chiefs winning. I uh, just think that spread is too high for a man like Deshaun. I think he gets it done. He doesn't lose. He doesn't get blown. I mean, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Does lose, but he doesn't get blown out in games. So uh, I think I got the Houston Texans covering. Um, got the usuals on the Chiefs side. You know, your Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill. Uh, I think those guys will step up and play well in a big way in a high over under high scoring game. Uh, the Clyde hype train. This is the first stop. I'm here. I'm on. I'm on board. So this is hopefully he can. Uh, show why he was a high draft pick and and climbing every day seemed like in in draft boards uh and i think mccall Harmon as the x factor i think he has a role in these type of games this is where you this is why you drafted mccall Harmon for these types type of high scoring games where well one or two fantasy plays you know makes your day so i think he has some uh deeply flex uh you know intrigue in this game for the the texan side Deshaun love will fuller obviously especially brandon cooks can't go And, you know, Randall Cobb, of course, also gets a good bump if Randall Cobb, I mean, if Brandon Cooks can't go. Uh, And, you know, David Johnson, I think this is the matchup for him. Um, Kansas City last year wasn't a very good rush defense. They were actually one of the worst, if not the worst in football. So David Johnson thinks this is a good matchup for him. I love this matchup for him. And Jordan Atkins, I think you should keep an eye on him, his uh, snap count and his targets. You know, I think he was a, a tight end sleeper coming into this year. Uh, after his outstanding camp, uh, he's one of the best offensive players for the Texans in camp. So I would, you know, keep an eye on him that he could take the role as the number one tight end over this offense over Darren Fells.
0: Yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you on this game. Um, you know, I'm taking, I'm taking the over in this game. I mean, obviously it's going to be tough. Uh, you know, with with the lack of preseason games, shortened off, short off seasons, it's going to affect the totals and, and, you know, Vegas's ability to, to, you know, get these get these things down, you know, with uh, the, the level that they've done in the past. But, you know, they've got some, obviously, some really smart people working over there. Uh, and, you know, so with this, this is the line they gave us. So, again, with that, I'm, I'm taking the over uh, in this game. You've got a Kansas City team uh that last year led the NFL in, in neutral game pass rate uh so you know, again that's when the score is plus or minus 6 points and so this Houston team last year wasn't very good against the pass and you know they do have a, a healthy JJ Watt this year but they don't have the players at cornerback to to cover all these Kansas City weapons and so on the other side as I've talked about many times and, and Greg you just mentioned Deshaun he doesn't get blown out you know in in 38 career games He's only lost four four by more than eight points. You know, I recently mm. dug into that a little bit deeper. Thirty seven career starts. It's only three games that he's lost by eight or more points. Ooh. Week one of his rookie year uh, is on there, even though he came in to relieve Tom Savage at the time. So, uh, you know, I'm taking the Chiefs to cover. Like I said, from a fantasy perspective, uh, on the. Did I say the Chiefs? I'm taking the Texans. to come right, back right, to right, right, right. But from a fantasy perspective, on the Chiefs side, you know, you're obviously playing Mahomes. You're playing Kelsey. You're going to play Hill. Uh, you're going to play Clyde. Um, I would take the shot on Miko, or, you know, e- even for that matter, Sammy Watkins or Demarcus Robinson. If you're in a deep league or you're playing DFS, those guys make make a ton of sense uh you know if you're especially if you're doing a multiple entry lineup because any one of these guys could hit and you really don't know who it's going to be We're, we obviously hope me takes that step um but you know i think he's the guy that i w- i would you know he's the guy i was drafting so he's the guy that i would be most willing to to put in my lineup um for the Texans, I still obviously like Deshaun, despite the large spread. In those three games where Deshaun lost by eight or more points, he averaged 23.5 fantasy points per game. Uh, he only killed you in one of those games, and that was against the Ravens last year, right around the same time they became a buzzsaw on defense. But in those two other games, he gave you 30-point outings. Um, you know, Like you said, Will Fuller, uh, Randall Cobb are definitely worthy plays, especially... Cobb in a full-point PPR, especially with, with Cooks potentially being out of this game, and then David Johnson, I think, is a great play, uh, like you said, but actually, I believe it's for the, the steady rushing, uh, you know, the steady floor he'll provide you due to his reception total. The Chiefs last year allowed the most targets and most receiving mm-hmm. yards to the running back position you know the uh the houston texans they're going to be from they're going to be behind they're going to be trailing uh i think that's going to be a lot of you know dump offs and and, and check downs to david johnson at the running back position mm-hmm. uh the chiefs were also bad last year against the tight end position so uh jordan akins like you said makes a completely a very very interesting dart throw i think in dfs tournaments or uh, a single game a single game contest like like the showdown on DraftKings. um but yeah, you know, I'm not, he's somebody, like you said, watch those snap counts, watch those targets, um, see how he's being utilized, uh, you know, and maybe he's a guy that you're going to want to pick up after, you know, on week, after, during week one waivers.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: So Greg, where are we at with our bold predictions for this game, man? What's up?
1: Uh, So yeah, you were talking about David Johnson a lot, but I'm gonna go with Will Fuller. He gets over 100 receiving yards. Yeah, this man shows he's ready to step up and take a number one receiving role.
0: Yeah, man, Will Fuller for 100 receiving yards. I, I mean, he could get that done on like three plays. So, um, you know, that's a that's a pretty good one right there. I think I'm going to go with Jordan Aikens. I think a bold prediction for me will Jordan Aikens will get you uh, six receptions tomorrow. Ooh,
1: I like I like that. I like that.
0: Yeah. So you know, like we talked about um streams of the week we're going to do that here um so greg your quarterback stream of the week who are you giving the people today
1: quarterback stream of the week this guy's out there Derek Carr versus carolina this week he's only 17 percent owned in yahoo leagues um i just got him because you know i got a favorable game script for him and you know predicting a pretty close competitive game uh I, i am slightly concerned that you know he has two rookies uh, as a starting receivers, but the Panthers secondary doesn't really scare me a- at all. Uh, I think this is a safe game also for Carr. Um, he should should be low on turnovers, and also he's on the road. But you know, there's no fans, so the home road split that everyone talks about for for Derek Carr maybe probably won't be as a much of an impact for him uh, this year. Uh, and I think he he's a good play for uh, a you know a game where the Raiders are favored and they sh- should be able to win and control kind of the pace of it. So I like Derek Carr here.
0: Yeah, I like I like Derek Carr versus this this shoddy Carolina defense. Actually, um, this this next player is not my stream of the week, but he's a super, he's a super sleeper stream of the week. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys today. That is Teddy Bridgewater, who's playing in that same game against the Raiders defense. Um, we'll talk about that matchup tomorrow, but I think Teddy Bridgewater is definitely a super sleeper option mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, of a streamer. Um, my stream of the week is actually going to be Philip Rivers of the Indianapolis Colts. He's rostered in 28% of Yahoo leagues. Rivers, who's entering his 17th year in the NFL in 29 career games against the AFC South. He is 21-8. and eight. He gets to go up against what everyone is predicting to be the worst team in football in the Jacksonville Jaguars. And what should be the worst defense in football. So his team is the third is the third largest favorite of the week. Uh, they also have the fifth highest team implied team total uh, according to the Vegas lines. So his you know his ceiling probably won't be the highest, but if you're looking for a steady floor at the position, you know just somebody who's not going to muck it up for you, I think uh, Rivers is the guy you want.
1: Yeah, Philip Rivers in a good matchup where they're actually. Uh, that team should be in you know good field position too if you think about that because the, the n d defense should uh, put them in in good situation so I could expect a maybe a possible three touchdown game for Rivers in this one.
0: Yeah, man. Um, tight end stream of the week. What do you got? What are you giving the people today, Greg? I'm
1: gonna go with Chris Herndon. He's Still 55% owned in Yahoo Leagues. That is getting close up there to being respected, but that's still not enough for me. I think, you know, he's going against the Bills. Uh, He's one of these uh, guys that Jets got good news today with the, you know, the health of both Denzel Mims and Bashad Perriman. That should be able to spread the field and that should be able to open up The middle of the field for guys like Crowder and Herndon, Uh, go get him if he's still available. He's one of the few healthy pass catchers, you know, consistently through camp. So, you know, Sam Darnold has the trust with him and he's going to get targets. He's going to get close to, you know, six to eight targets. And, he you know, he has a chance to get in the end zone. I, I like Chris Herndon a lot.
0: Yeah, man, we always talk about, you know, players, you know, some quarterbacks target positions, you know, like Philip Rivers likes to target the running back or the tight end, or Tom Brady likes to target the slot receiver, or Nick Foles likes to target the slot receiver. But then there are quarterbacks that are people players you know like sam donald likes to target chris herndon mm-hmm. you know that goes back to their rookie year so regardless of you know basically you know necessarily what the matchup is or whatever chris Her- chris herndon will be one of the top targets for sam donald so i like that in, in a matchup where the jets are are uh the underdogs here and, and should be trying to play from behind so my ten and stream of the week uh is actually going to be ian thomas Um, Ian Thomas of the Carolina Panthers, he gets a matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders, who were a top eight matchup uh, against the position or for the position last year. And when you adjust for schedule, they were actually a top three matchup. Uh, You know, we expect Teddy Bridgewater to target the tight end position. Uh, The Panthers are only one and a half point underdogs and the Raiders pass defense is is beatable, in my opinion. Uh, So I think Thomas should be you know, should be able to provide some solid production in this one. And he's only rostered in 13% of Yahoo leagues.
1: Yeah, Ian Thomas, just, you know, throughout the year, he I think he has good tight end two upside. So I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be a heavy waiver throughout the week um, and week to week. um uh, a guy that is going to come up in this streams of the week before, again.
0: Yeah, man, um, absolutely. So with the defensive special teams, Greg, you know, we always say not to draft one. Uh, you could just pick one, pick one up and just stream a defense, and hopefully you land on something good. So, Greg, what do you what do you got right now for the people, man?
1: Yeah, I'm. You know, was heavily. I got did in uh, League of and People got the indie defense, but they're they're actually very heavily targeted now. At this point, um, they have a great matchup against Jacksonville. So, but I'm gonna go with get with the Titans, the Tennessee Titans versus Denver uh, in a very low scoring game, um, one of the lowest scoring totals of the week. Um, I think you know they should on against Drew Lock. He, he could be prone to turn over the ball. Um, I think either either defense might you know has has a chance to be streamable, but I'm gonna go with the Titans because I, I, I do have them winning the game. And I think they were able to create some sacks and some turnovers, uh, outside of that, you know, that Jets bills game.
0: Did you, did you mention Jadavian Clowney? I did so, not uh, No. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the, Je- the Titans did add Jadavian Clowney. Um, Ooh. so, you know, yeah. So they, they did sign him, uh, yesterday, I believe. And so he had his most productive season, Previously in Houston, playing under current uh, Titans head coach Mike Vrabel when he was the defensive coordinator, so there's relationship there. Um, and obviously the Titans' defense was pretty good last year. Now you add uh, you know a player like Javon Clowney, who you know maybe he's not he's not great, but he's still a good player that uh, you know offenses have to have to you know prepare for and be concerned about. So uh, I definitely like the Titans ends of the stream. Like you said, you know, Indianapolis Colts, they were my, they were my defense all summer. You know, I, when I was doing drafts, uh, I was targeting them, you know, all summer because they were seven and seven point favorites. That's now become seven and a half point favorites, you know, but you know, I guess the fantasy community is getting sharper. You guys are listening are getting good information, but they're rostered in 69% of Yahoo leagues. So, um, I'm actually gonna go because Greg, you took the Titans from me. I'm gonna go with the Chargers here. Um, you know they they get a rookie quarterback in Joe Burrow. Um, you know obviously we're we're both expecting pretty good things from Joe Burrow this year, but this is his first NFL game. Uh, he's never seen uh you know a real NFL pass rush, and he's gonna have Joey Bosa, uh, and Melvin Ingram, two of the the league's best pass rushers. Lined up on the other side of him on, on Sunday. Uh, and his offensive line, while upgraded a little bit, is not very good. So, uh, you know, and and while the the Chargers did lose Derwin James, that, that made me like them a little bit less overall as a defense. Um, but I think that they have enough weapons in the secondary between Casey Hayward, between recently signed Chris Harris. Uh, they still have Desmond King, um, you know, Nasir Adderley, who they drafted last year as well. Um, so they have they have the weapons, you know, in the secondary uh, to be able to to withstand, you know, this loss, at least for this game against against Kansas City or against Cincinnati, rather. And so, yeah, I'm I'm going with the with the Chargers, their favorite process over results. Let's go.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, let's go. Let's defensive streams. You come here all week, man. I think I'm going to probably go in a league where I'm just, you know, stream defense all week. I'm going to just take this advice right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah man i mean a, a lot of our league mates in the league of extraordinary people listen to this this podcast so uh we miss out on a lot of our streams so we actually have to be kind of a week ahead right greg
1: <laughs> yeah week ahead and and digging deep for those plan b's and uh plan c's actually too
0: <laughs> oh yeah definitely have to have a plan c and you know maybe a sunday morning plan d oh yeah well. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, man. So, anything else, man? I, I, know, yo, I know Thursday, Thursday night football. It's it's here. It's it's starting. Um, you got anything else that you're excited before? I mean, everybody, you're gonna get another episode from us tomorrow. Um, well, yes, tomorrow because you'll be listening to this Thursday as we record this Wednesday night. So, you'll be getting another episode from us Friday uh, fr- during Friday. So, um, and then again another one from us on Saturday. But, Greg, are you are you, How what is your excitement level to see Patrick Mahomes against Deshaun
1: Patty, yo? This is this is it, yo, Patty versus Deshaun. Uh Patty just got engaged too, so you know he hyped. Like it's this is all like a lot of storylines is coming into this year. Uh just a lot of things that I wanna be right on too. So it's just gonna be it's gonna be good. Uh like this this game um last year opening the game, the Texans were it was Texans Saints, I believe, and Texans that game was amazing too. Texans are always in great games, so we expect an amazing
0: one here. Yeah, man. And almost forgot, almost forgot, and I, I'm i mad that I didn't write it down. But, um, guys, it's Thursday night. Uh, you know, Will Fuller, you may have drafted him later than anybody else that you drafted at wide receiver. You may be starting him this week. He does not go in your flex position. He yep. goes in your wide receiver position. Um any run, you know, any players that you're playing in tonight's game. If you play in a super flex league, you know, and you're playing either one of these quarterbacks, put them in your quarterback position, not your super flex. Uh, you know, you want to be able to maintain flexibility mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday if something happens to one of your players that are playing in, in one of these later games. Yeah. you know, last minute inactive. You don't want to be stuck trying to play, uh, you know, a, a wide receiver. Or, or somebody else, you know, not being able to, to, to play somebody in a position that you want them to because uh, you had a, a Thursday night player stuck in your flex.
1: Absolutely. And uh, yeah, just make sure to be careful about Brandon Cooks and just monitor that all throughout the game time.
0: Yeah. And then another speculative ad, Greg, I know we've talked about him before, but Darrell Williams, is he somebody that you're interested in adding ahead of tomorrow's game?
1: Uh yes definitely I know that's a strategy we do adding guys before the game Darrell Williams he might have a standalone role and also he's the primary backup to Clyde who is you know Fantasy Nation MVP, MVP right now hype hype train so definitely a guy like him got to pick up and you know just on Monday night how like Benny Snell just same just examples of guys picking up before uh those those late those games the prime time games
0: yeah I mean because even God forbid you know Clyde goes down you know. You know Daryl Williams, you have him right there. Even if you're the Clyde owner, you have Daryl Williams as that insurance policy, yep, right there. So, um, he's definitely somebody that I've added. And if hey if tomorrow comes and he gets, you know, six touches, or he's not really used when the, when the game matters, you know, maybe he's just got a roll in a blowout, like. Um, then I'm just going to drop him and pick up somebody else. So, (laughs)
1: you
0: know, it, 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 it's, it's that easy sometimes. So, you know, not saying to drop anybody like, you know, a a really good player. Don't drop Antonio Gibson. Don't drop Marlon Mack. Don't drop, um, you know, any of these players that you would have drafted ahead of him, uh, per se. But if you have an extra roster spot, take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, that's it, man. I mean, that's all we got. I mean, um, You know, like like I said, be back with us on Friday. You'll catch another episode from us. We're gonna cover, um, you know, for a part of the you know half of of Sundays Sundays games, and then Saturday we'll cover the other half, including Monday Night Football. So, uh, with that being said, remember please to just leave us a rate and review. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, follow it on Spotify, uh, whatever platform you're listening to, uh, to us on. If you could just show us some love there, that'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, write us a review that always goes a long way to helping us out. Um, so, you know, if you enjoy what we're doing, you know, just show us some love so we can keep, keep, uh, continuing to give this, this, uh, this fantasy goodness to the hashtag DX tribe. And, uh, with that being said. Enjoy tomorrow night's game, and we are out. We out.